this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Liberty Hardy, and I'm little in the middle, but I've got much backlist. This is episode 39, and today I'm going to talk about a few great titles related to the week's new releases and more. So hello, I have my theme already, and today's sponsor actually ties into that theme completely coincidentally, which I will explain after I tell you about them. Today's sponsor is Children of Blood and Bone by Tomi Adeyemi. And the synopsis goes, Zeli Adebola remembers when the soil of Orisha hummed with magic. Burners ignited flames, titers beckoned waves, and Zeli's reaper mother summoned forth souls. But everything changed the night magic disappeared. Under the orders of a ruthless king, Maji were killed, leaving Zeli without a mother and her people without hope. Now Zeli has one chance to bring back magic and strike against the monarchy. With the help of a rogue princess, Zelia must outwit and outrun the crown prince, who is hellbent on eradicating magic for good. Dangers lurk in Arisha, where snow leponaris prowl and vengeful spirits wait in the waters. Yet the greatest danger may be Zelia herself, as she struggles to control her powers and her growing feelings for an enemy. So, this West African-inspired fantasy conjures a world of magic and danger. It's perfect for fans of Leigh Bardugo and Saba Tahir. Uh, the struggles of race, class, and oppression faced by the main characters are uniquely a situation in the world of the narrative, but reflect powerful themes that resonate strongly in modern times. And this is the first installment in a trilogy, and it is also already in the works being made into a film. And that is my theme for today. Some of my favorite books that have been made into films. I coincidentally hit on this subject because right before I sat down to decide what I was going to talk about today... I saw an article about how Netflix has picked up the Earthquake Bird as a film. And that I read that book, I th- thought it was like, you know, five, six years ago. It turns out 17 years have gone by since that book came out. Um, it's so fantastic, though. It's by Susanna Jones. It's this uh, noir set in Tokyo about a young female expat. Um, her friend has gone missing. And it turns out that she and her friend were involved in a love triangle with this photographer and it's all very suspicious, and I just remember loving that book. Um, so I was psyched to see that it's going to be a movie, and it made me think of some other books that I love that have been turned into films. The films themselves, good or not good, doesn't matter. The books are great, and I can kick it off with The 25th Hour by David Benioff. If that name sounds familiar, it's because he also wrote City of Thieves, and he is currently the showrunner of Game of Thrones. He hasn't written a novel in a while, which is sad because he's really good at it. This one was made into a Spike Lee film. It's about a young man named Monty. He's about to head to prison to serve a seven-year sentence for drug dealing. So he spends, like, one last night uh, before he turns himself in, uh, or before he has to report to the prison. He's already been turned in, obviously. Um, Before he returns to the prison, uh, he spends the night out with his two childhood best friends and his girlfriend, having a great time, living it up before he has to go away. Um, And, you know, he learns some things about his life that he didn't know and some loyalties are tested. It's so fantastic. My next pick is The Color Purple by Alice Walker. I feel like 
people don't read Alice Walker anymore, and she is magnificent. And this, of course, is her most famous novel. It's just beautiful, about two sisters. One is a missionary in Africa, and one is the child bride of the most horrific, horrible, abusive husband in the South. And it's sort of like about their bond throughout the years, like how they hope to reach one another again someday. Um, I hope that the musical, because the musical came out, what, a couple years ago? I hope that that has led people to pick this book up, because it's fantastic. Um, my next pick is A Prayer for Owen Meany by John Irving. I find it so hard to believe that I haven't talked about this book on this podcast before. But it was made into a film called Simon Birch, which uh, John Irving asked to have his name removed from because he was so unhappy with what was happening with the film. Uh, so that was based on the first half of Owen Meany. But this is... Some days I would say this is my favorite book. It's definitely my favorite John Irving. It's amazing. It's about two friends... They're young friends in New Hampshire, and I'm not spoiling anything for you here. Um, it's like 1953, I think. Uh, it's Owen and his friend. He kills his friend's mother with a baseball by mistake. He hits a foul ball, goes into the stands, hits his mother on the head, he dies. Um, but Owen also believes that he's an instrument of God. Like, he has a purpose for being there, and he's going to change things. And he's just this really unusual little boy, and he talks all in caps. Like, his dialogue in the book is all in caps. And it's very funny, and it's very sad, and it's just, it's remarkable. Like, just a remarkable novel. Uh, next, I have Fingersmith by Sarah Waters, which was made into a Korean film recently called The Handmaiden, which I have not seen, but it is in my Netflix queue. I hope to watch it soon. It's sort of an Oliver Twist tale about an orphan who is raised uh, by a woman who raised a bunch of other kids. They're all, like, a family of petty thieves. And when she gets a little bit older... This orphan, uh, a con man, asks her to help him swindle this woman out of her fortune. He wants her to become a maid in this woman's house and uh, help her win, uh, help him win her heart so that they can take all her money. Um, and things don't work out exactly as they want. Uh, then there's The Lost City of Z, A Tale of Deadly Obsession in the Amazon by David Grann, which was a movie just a few months ago, I believe. Um, which I have, again, not seen, but this is one of my favorite nonfiction books. Uh, David Grant, Killers of the Flower Moon, might sound familiar. That was his most recent one. And this is about, basically, it's like real-life Indiana Jones, Percy Fawcett. He was a British explorer, and he used to do, like, go into these lands that had never been explored before, and, it, and he was a big deal. Uh, and in 1925, he announced that he was going to take his son and his son's friend and go into the Amazon and find the lost city of gold, the lost city of Z. They head off. They're never heard from again. Lots and lots of people have lost their lives trying to find what happened to them. And just There's no sign of them. And David Grant decided to take a trip down to the Amazon and check out things for himself. Go on a little exploration. I'm not going to tell you like what he finds, but it's so fascinating and just interesting. And the idea of like explorers is just so crazy. Like I, it, you know, like people would get these parties together. And they knew when they formed these parties to go off on an exploration that, like, half of them are going to die. And the people in those parties knew that, too. But, like, they so desperately needed the money. They were like, I'll take my chances. I mean, just crazy stuff like that. It's so, so, so good. And if you like Fantastical and Vampires, uh, Let the Right One In by John Lindqvist is, like, my second favorite vampire novel, probably, after Anno Dracula. Uh, and I know it has two adaptations. I've seen them both. I don't like either one. Don't at me. I just, but I love the book. It's set, it's set in like 1981 in Sweden. 
there's a 12-year-old boy named Oscar, and he's bullied a lot, and he has a new neighbor who's very unusual, and some corpses started start showing up around town, uh, missing all of their blood, and it's he makes friends with the girl next door. It's all so cool. But what I want to tell you is that even if you've seen the movies, this book takes disturbing to a whole other level. There is like a whole other part to this book that they don't cover in the films, probably for a very good reason, because it's so disturbing. Um, and I just read when I was writing my notes that it's now a musical. Gonna guess that they don't include it in the musical either. But if you want to go to that next level of disturbing and you like vampire novels, then definitely pick up Let the Right One In. And my last pick is Devil in a Blue Dress by Walter Mosley. This was the first book in his Easy Rollins mystery series, which I think has 11 now. Um, it takes place in the late 1940s in the Watts community in Los Angeles. Easy Rollins is an unemployed black veteran. He has just like recently lost his job, and he's in a bar. And this man comes in, and he offers him a lot of money to find a blonde woman that he's looking for who has been known to frequent jazz clubs. And so Easy Rollins thinks, hey, easy money. Of course, there's no such thing as easy money. Uh, and it all goes horribly south. And it's fantastic. It was a Denzel Washington movie. And it was great. The book. I actually don't know about the movie. I haven't seen it. I don't. I guess I don't watch as many movies as I think I do. Um, but that brings me to today's dealer's choice. Uh, I have a niece who is in kindergarten and she's reading um, at a fourth grade level, which is not surprising considering who she's related to. But I was trying to think of some books that I loved when I was a child to get for her, like to to of that age group, and I remembered. Uh, I haven't spoken about The Last of the Really Great Wang Doodles. Have you, have you heard me talk about this? Probably not. It's so good. It came out in 1974. It's by Julie Andrews Edwards. And it's about the three Potter children. Now remember, these were Potter children like 20 years before Harry Potter. So like, she, she had Potter kids first, really. Um, and they meet a professor who tells them about the Wang Doodle, who used to be this like amazing magical creature, like this very peaceful, wonderful um, creature that uh, used to be here, but, you know, the earth kind of stinks now, so he left, and now he lives in Wang Doodle Land, and they want to go meet him and see him, and so they go into Wang Doodle Land, but there is a creature called Proc, who does not want them to meet his king, because, you know, he's been keeping it a low profile all this time, and he does, he's trying to stop the kids from, from meeting with the Wang Doodle. Um, if the name Julie Andrews Edwards sounds familiar, that is because, yes, indeed, this book was written by Mary Poppins which is kind of cool. Like, in 1974, I mean, it's crazy. And it's amazing to me how many people still haven't heard of this book. It's kind of like a Narnia sort of ripoff. I'm not going to lie, like, going through the, you know, magic land. But it's so good. I love it. Um, and that's it. That's it for me today, book lovers. Uh, thank you again to our sponsor, Children of Blood and Bone by Tomi Adeyemi. You can find a list of all the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books, as well as find, as well as a link Two Children of Blood and Bone. You can check it out. It's so good. So good. Uh, if you're a fan of all the books and you want to give us a treat, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers to find us. And if you want to talk about books or see pictures of my books or my cats, Steinbeck and Malay, you can catch me on Twitter at Miss Liberty, on Litzy Under Liberty, and on Instagram at Friends and Comes Alive. I'll be back on Tuesday with Rebecca Shinsky and all the books to tell you about the week's great new releases. So have a great weekend and happy reading.